0: From Schwartz Media, I'm Scott Mitchell, filling in for Ruby Jones. This is 7am. Parliament began this week with bitter arguments over the handling of Brittany Higgins's rape allegation, with the opposition using leaked text messages from Higgins' phone to prosecute their case against the government. But it took only two days for fresh allegations of another sexual assault to emerge. Independent Senator Lydia Thorpe claims she was sexually harassed and assaulted by Liberal Senator David Van, something he strongly denies. This all comes as the former sex discrimination commissioner described the culture in Canberra as having taken a turn for the better. Today, columnist for the Saturday paper Paul Bongiorno on The Standard being set within Parliament House. It's Friday, June 16. Paul, to understand the last day in Parliament, we really have to talk about how the opposition just did not let up this week in using the leaked Brittany Higgins text messages as ammunition. How did that begin to blow back on them? Well, Scott, I think we need the broader context here that what we're actually talking about is the way
1: in which the Coalition Morrison government handled the Brittany Higgins allegations three years ago. And what we're now seeing is another chapter that's got more to do with political payback than it has to do with showing any understanding of the sensitivities surrounding rape allegations and the situation that women find themselves in, particularly if they work in Parliament House. So it's against that background that we saw two Liberals speak out this week against the tactics being employed by their own side of politics in Parliament. Bridget Archer said she was concerned the leaks could have a chilling effect on victims coming forward and her colleague in the Senate, uh, Andrew Bragg, well, he was aghast at the way this latest chapter in the sad and sorry Higgins saga uh, is being played out publicly and politically.
0: It is hugely regrettable how it's played out publicly. I don't know how these messages have been put into the public domain, uh, I expect that there will be a proper investigation into that because, I mean, why would anyone come forward with allegations of assault if this is the result?
1: Uh, he told RN Breakfast, watching it unfold in the Senate is very ugly, very ugly.
0: Well, there needs to be an inquiry into how this has happened. I mean, this can't happen again. This is supposed to be a country which values the rule of law and proper process.
1: And both Archer and Bragg are demanding an inquiry, a parliamentary inquiry or a police investigation. And I have to say in that regard that uh, Network 10 and its journalist Lisa Wilkinson have referred the leaking of these confidential texts uh, to the federal
0: police for investigation. And Paul, what does it say that the rest of the opposition... Peter Dutton, Michaela Cash and and others who've been pressing this, they don't seem disturbed by the source of this leak against Higgins at all. In, in, In their comments, they seem much more concerned with taking maximum political advantage.
1: Exactly right. I mean, Scott, these texts between David Shiraz and Brittany Higgins were private and they were only presented to the court ahead of the rape trial under subpoena. In other words, Higgins was forced to give her private phone details to the court. These um, texts weren't actually used as evidence in the trial, and there is a protocol that says that they belong to the court and, of course, to the original owner, and they should not be subsequently disclosed. Well, all of that went by the board this week in the Senate, as we've been seeing By the way, the leak itself is a breach of court ethics and, in fact, could be a contempt of court which could attract penalties. But uh, led by Peter Dutton and uh, Michaelia Cash, the Shadow Attorney-General, who was at one stage an employer after the allegations were made of Brittany Higgins, the Coalition are now wielding the sexual assault claims as a weapon against Finance Minister Katie Gallagher. uh, Even after Gallagher tried to... uh, put the record straight on why she claimed that uh, she had no knowledge of the Britney Higgins allegations, only to uh, reveal at uh, the weekend that she was forewarned by David Shiraz three or four days before Brittany Higgins uh, went public on uh, Network 10's The Project. But of course, throughout all of this, Bruce Lerman has maintained nothing happened and he's innocent. There's no doubt back in 2019, on the cusp of the 2019 election, Morrison, Senator Cash, Senator Reynolds, they treated the Higgins allegations as a political problem to be managed uh, rather than a personal issue about the safety of Higgins and other women uh, in the Senate. And we know from a private phone conversation, the transcript of which uh, Brittany Higgins put on Twitter this week, Uh, that in a conversation with Cash after the alleged incident, she said she was raising the matter in the hope that other women staffers wouldn't suffer a similar fate to her and her speaking out two years later was motivated as much by her frustration that the Morrison government did nothing as um, anger at the way they treated
0: her. And all of this, Paul, must be leading to an extremely tense atmosphere in Parliament. That seemed to culminate on Wednesday evening when Victorian Liberal Senator David Vann stood up to add to the Coalition's attacks regarding the text messages. Tell me about what happened. Well, what happens in the
1: Senate, there is question time where, you know, the to and fro of that. Then after question time, they have a quaint uh, custom of taking note of the answers just given. So on Wednesday afternoon, uh, after question time, Liberal Senator David Van rose to his feet to continue the opposition's attack on the government. The behaviour that we saw from the Labor Party coming from these benches in the last year or so, was disgraceful. Uh, He said, and uh, I'm quoting from the record, even yesterday and today, the muck that's been thrown from that side, that's the Labor side, to this side, uh, the Liberal, at Senators Cash and Linda Reynolds, well, it's really just not on, and it makes a mockery of their words. As parliamentarians, we need to be focused on setting the standard for all Australians and in all aspects of life. When then Sex Discrimination Commissioner... Kate Jenkins this got a bit too much for the independent, the now independent Senator from Victoria, Lydia Thorpe. She began interjecting. Senator Thorpe, please, please, Senator Thorpe. Senator Thorpe, Senator Thorpe, please. Senator Thorpe, I've called you to order. Please be at order. Please. Withdraw that comment, please. Well, I, didn't, I didn't hear the comment, but Senator Thorpe, if, if, please, just withdraw. Senator Thorpe, Senator Thorpe, please withdraw. Senator is... Tor- she said she couldn't sit by while Van spoke on the issue.
2: This person
1: Senator Thorpe I, I would just warn you at this, me, point, at this point
2: sexually assaulted me Senator,
0: Senator Thorpe
2: and the Prime Minister had to remove him from his office
0: Senator and to Thor- have
2: him talking about this today is an absolute disgrace.
1: I have to. I, talk, I have party. to call you to order. I'm going to refer, I have to refer that to the president. She said, "I'm feeling very uncomfortable when a perpetrator is speaking about violence." Well, Van was absolutely shocked at this. He denied what she was alleging against him. He said it was a lie. Of course, he had to withdraw the word lie because it's unparliamentary. He said it was untrue. And he accused Senator Thorpe of using parliamentary privilege in a malicious way against him. Well, Thorpe, after discussions in the office of Senate, President Sue Lyons came back into the Senate and withdrew her comments, she said, according to the rules of the Senate. And she said she'd have more to say on Thursday, which she did.
0: We'll be back after this. The Saturday paper's food editors are some of the country's leading chefs including Andrew McConnell, Otama Carey, David Moyle, and Karen Martini. Let them guide your cooking when you sign up to Schwartz Media's free weekly newsletter, The Food. It features the latest recipe from The Saturday Paper, along with a selection of seasonal dishes suitable for all cooks. Subscribe today at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters.
2: As a a. 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for The Saturday Paper, For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. Uh, Thank you, President. I seek leave to make a personal statement, understanding Order 190.
0: Paul, Senator Thorpe returned to the Senate on Thursday to clarify what she had said on Wednesday night. Tell me about that moment. Well, it was
1: a moment much anticipated in the Senate and uh, what became clear is that she wanted to have her say that the withdrawal the night before was only in accordance with Senate rules. So she came in to show uh, the Senate and indeed the world that she wasn't resiling from anything.
2: Yesterday, I made remarks in relation to another Senator. I then had to withdraw them because the rules of the Senate do not allow you to speak about someone's character, only about something they have said. So today I will speak about my
1: experience in Parliament. She said she'd experienced the lack of safety for women in the halls of Parliament firsthand.
2: There are different understandings of what amounts to sexual assault. What I experienced was being followed aggressively propositioned and inappropriately touched. I was afraid to walk out of the office door. I would open the door slightly and check the coast was clear before stepping out.
1: She said the only way she felt safe to leave her office when the coast was clear was when accompanied by others. And this is when Van's office was next to hers.
2: I spoke to senior leaders in the Liberal Party and was assured that Prime Minister was informed. At the time, I was convinced that the government believed me. Their actions in immediately moving the person's office reassured me that they understood the seriousness of what I
1: experienced. Interestingly, this was happening also at about the same time that the Brittany Higgins allegations, and she said she didn't go public at the time with her allegations, so as not to distract from Brittany Higgins' claims.
2: I will not pursue legal action against the senator. I will not go to the police. This is my choice. But I will continue to speak out against the abuse and and harassment that happens in this
1: building. Thorpe also said that she wanted to work with other parliamentarians to make a safer workplace for women and she called for more video surveillance and more security officers.
2: I'm disappointed by the reaction of the senator. Instead of stepping up, taking accountability for the fact that he made me feel unsafe, he denied it. He asked his lawyers to send a letter the same lawyers who represented Christian Porter. This type of behaviour makes it harder for other women to come forward.
1: Senator Vann went on radio uh, on Thursday morning to continue his denials, although he did admit that he did have to move office uh, because Senator Thorpe uh, felt uncomfortable with him following her in and out of the Senate.
0: And Paul, after this speech by Thorpe, we were waiting to see what the response would be and suddenly we got word that Peter Dutton was about to make a statement. What did he have to say and and how surprising was it that this announcement was so swift?
1: A short time ago, I advised Senator Van uh, of my decision that he should no longer sit in the Liberal Party party room. Look, I'd say it certainly isn't surprising. Peter Dutton is aware of one thing, and that is that he needs to make up a lot of ground with women voters. Uh, There's been recent polling uh, from Resolve that shows that there has been no improvement in the Liberal Party's stand, either at a state level in Victoria or federally, uh, with women voters. This really had Turned pear shape very quickly for the Liberal Party and its uh, raising again of the Brittany Higgins matters. Uh, Dutton knew that he had to stem this bleeding. Uh, Since the airing of uh, Senator Thorpe's allegation yesterday, uh, further allegations in relation to Senator Bann have been brought to my attention overnight and this morning. Interestingly, he revealed that he called Senator Van in, but he'd heard other allegations against Van's behaviour. Now, Sky News on Thursday revealed that Peter Dutton rang a former Liberal Senator, and she confirmed to him that three years ago, Senator David Van groped her at a function in Parliament House. Well, Peter Dutton said he'd made the decision to expel Van from the Liberal Party room in Canberra although he's still a member of the Victorian Liberal Party, though his pre-selection has been under a cloud for some time and one would suspect that this would be the final nail in the coffin from that point of view. At the outset, I want to make clear, uh, very clear, that I'm not making any judgment on the veracity of allegations or any individual's guilt or innocence. Make that uh, very clear.
0: And it's interesting, Paul, to think back to how David Van actually began his speech on Wednesday night before this entire situation exploded, really. I mean, he was a member of the Liberal Party room talking about setting the standard in Parliament. And when you look back at this week, how the Higgins texts were used politically, these new allegations about behaviour in the building, what does it all say to you about that standard of behaviour in our Parliament? Well, we thought things
1: were going pretty well until this week. In fact, uh, Kate Jenkins, the uh, Sex Discrimination Commissioner, said she was happy that standards were raised and that there were now uh, put in place uh, procedures for people like Lydia Thorpe and others to complain and for members uh, of Parliament and Senators uh, to adhere to a code of conduct. That's all been blown right out of the water, particularly with Lydia Thorpe's intervention but also with the decision of the uh, Liberal opposition, particularly in the Senate, but within the Parliament generally, to rake over the coals of the Brittany Higgins allegations. And Scott, when you think about it, Peter Dutton acted as quickly as he did because he realises how low the standing of the Liberal Party is with women voters. You'd have to say after this week, they've done nothing to repair their standing with these voters. If anything, they've done a lot more to damage it further.
0: Paul, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Scott. Bye.
2: As a a. 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read POST, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters.
0: Also in the news today, Greens Senator Barbara Pocock said she will move to amend legislation to mean that PwC can be suspended as a tax agent for two years by deregistering them. She said the firm knowingly obstructed the proper administration of taxation laws and there had to be serious consequences for the conduct of the firm. And up to 120 jobs will potentially be slashed at the ABC. Staff at the national broadcaster were informed of the job cuts by email yesterday. They were told, quote, traditional radio and television broadcasting remains important to us, but we must adapt for the current media environment. 7am is a daily show from the Monthly and the Saturday Paper. It's produced by Cara Jensen McKinnon, Zoltan Fetcho, Shane Anderson, Yo Chong, and Chris Dengate. Our technical producer is Atticus Basto. Our editor is me, Scott Mitchell. Sarah McVee is our head of audio. Eric Jensen is our editor in chief. And Ruby Jones is our host. Mixing by Andy Elston, Travis Evans, and Atticus Basto. Our theme music is by Ned Beckley and Josh Hogan of Envelope Audio. I'm Scott Mitchell. I'll see you next week.